0: is the way that we fight if this is the way that we inspire uh people to move forward and to come on board with us you know for the win then i'll be here so.
1: my fellow
0: americans It is time to take our freedom back.
1: Guys, Hey, 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 Woody. How's it going? Beautiful day out there. We got some rain coming down. Pretty excited. Yeah, it's great. I washed my truck last night just to make sure it was going to (laughs) come. So, (laughs)
2: any measure right now, we're
1: desperate. Do
0: do, you follow that Farmer's Almanac, you know? Yeah. They said it was going to be a wet March, and it hasn't been. I know.
1: Sorry, dogs. Well, today we got Brian Capels with us, who's uh, running for Shasta County Superintendent of Schools super important position, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, with One of the most important, right? I mean, this is about yeah. the kids. Yeah. Yeah. So so what uh, what made you decide to put yourself through this, Brian? That's the first question. <laughs> well,
3: first of all, thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be with all of you. Well, I think the, the original thing that really, I've been an educator for 30 years, superintendent for 13 years. The last couple of years, I've been kind of semi-retired. So I've been sitting on the sidelines and really, it all started with the masking of the kids, the uh, testing of, of uh, adults and uh, teachers and staff members that weren't sick. Uh, the actual, uh, we got a couple of school districts here in the county that are trying to fire teachers that won't uh, either mask or test. And the bottom line is, to me, those things are un-American. You know, we don't do those things. We build each other up. We don't tear each other down just because we don't agree with each other or, or see eye to eye. We work through it. So- really those that's is why i decided to jump in mm-hmm. uh, it's been something that i've been thinking about for a little while and uh, really just felt like i couldn't do anything about it if i didn't just jump in and uh, i figured if i wasn't going to do it who was going to do it so mm-hmm. i think you'd have a candidate right now running unopposed if i didn't jump into the race mm-hmm. sure yeah. N- now uh,
0: tell us a little bit about this job about you know mm-hmm. people say we're talking in the last episode about how our supervisors say, well, there's nothing we can do about this because the state is the one that dictates what we do. It's their mandates that we have to follow. So as superintendent of schools, what is your
3: latitude there to do exactly what your vision is for
0: the kids in Shasta County?
3: Good question. Good question. Well, I, I say that I don't recognize unjust laws or unjust mandates. So I, I will simply not recognize their authority over me right you can't make me put a mask on you can't make kids do things that they you know their parents don't want them to do what's happened is is in our county office of education is what they've decided is they decided that they're going to be a liaison of the state when the state asks them to do something they're going to do it and they're going to push that down to the school districts well i I, i'm the exact opposite right i work for the people if you hire me elect me as your county superintendent of schools i'm going to work for you Not going to work for Gavin Newsom. I'm not going to work for the state of California or the federal government. As far as I'm concerned, there is no need for a uh, a federal Office of Education, right? We don't need a national office, you know, uh, national uh, entity that controls schools nationwide. As far as that goes, we don't even need a state to do that. Sure, right? We can do that locally here. We could use that money that we're sending to them, which has got to be billions and billions of dollars a year. I think we could use that money well and spend that money well here on our own kids. So could every other community in the country. So, a without a bunch point. of strings attached. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, Thank you for the strings attached. There's always a the strings attached. Yeah. yeah here's right. your money back,
4: but you got to right. bend over backwards and jump through yeah. all these hoops and and yeah. and do whatever
0: we say so for the I, next four or five years. I, I think what got us all into this fight at some point was COVID. It was a mass. It was vaccine mandates. It, it was shutdowns. It was our kids, you know, not being able to have their freedoms, you know, at, at school. Um, but I think now that we're in this fight, and I do think that we're winning this fight, we have to shift gears into curriculum, into the standardized curriculum that comes from the state. Uh, of what we want our kids to actually learn when they're sitting in those desks in front of a teacher. And we want those teachers to be responsible for teaching our kids. Uh, And this, to me, trust me that we're fighting this COVID fight. We don't want these mandates to come down anymore. We want to protect our kids from being masked,
1: from vaccines, from being tested, or protect our teachers. But what in the hell are we trying to teach our kids? Well, what Brian was saying is so true about having the local controls because uh, a one-size-fits-all like, kids in Shasta County, you, you can't blanket, give them blanket curriculum with kids from Oakland or L.A. I mean, we're just, we're, we're in a different, you know. They're raised different, different values, different families. Big different time. And the lifestyle. further up you go, like, the, I don't know if you've read much about the Na- National Education Association, but, man, what a joke. I mean, they push some crazy. I saw the, the head of their history department said, well, we should be teaching history the way it ought to have been. Sure rather than the way it was, it's like, well, Well, then it's not history. Well, if our kids part of the
0: social experiment is what they want to do. You know, this is an entire social experiment. It's all about who can be more woke, how we can condition and indoctrinate our kids into this leftist thinking. You know, I know how crazy we must sound talking about this stuff to people that don't agree with us, but we believe this. You know, so when you're trying to teach my kid that they should be guilty for being a certain color, you know, or having a certain ethnicity and background, you you know, coming from a certain kind of family and having certain values, you know, this is what I'm against. This is what scares me, you know. So well,
4: whether you're in Oakland or or here in Shasta County or you, you, there's definitely an agenda behind, you know, this common core oh, yeah. and this, you know, uh, transgender Political and, and CRT theory, yeah. and all this stuff is 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 all designed and the same thing with wearing the mask. You know what I mean? Like take a hyper kid put them in a desk. Okay. And tell them to sit, you know, sit there all day when you're a hyper person. And then when your, your leg is moving, cause you, you're a hyper kid. And then they tell you, you got to take some medication because you can't sit there and shut up. I'm just saying yeah. like, it's even hard enough to sit there in a desk and just do exactly what you're told and do not. Everybody
1: learns the same way, but I think John I'm, was that kid in school. Yeah. See. He, knows yeah, no, right. he feels I, their pain right
4: yeah. now. Oh dude. I, they, I, I was a, I was a wild kid, but I actually had a, probation officer when i was a young kid who was also a, a psychiatrist and he could actually diagnose problems and then prescribe you medication and you didn't even really have choice. i never took any of it because i would never believed in any pharmaceutical stuff that's a long story but yeah they're, they're like here they gave me he's like here take this neuron it was something experimental drug that they were using to get people off heroin and stuff <laughs> Because I had a a hyper leg. You know what I mean? It's like, give me a, but that's how you fix it. We're going to give you some sedative drug that's going to make you, but anyways, I mean, getting back to it, there's an agenda behind this to dumb people down, to get them to be
0: another sheep that's just going to follow orders for the rest of their life. So Brian, what say you about this process and what have you seen over the last 10, 20 years in education? You know, this, this degradation, if you will, you know, of the system.
3: Well, you hit the nail on the head. John mentioned Common Core, and that—that's the downfall. That—that's where it started, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, several years ago, the national there was a national move to have a national curriculum, so that your kids, Woody just said it, your kids here in Chester County are going to have the same curriculum as kids in Oakland, as kids in. Washington D.C., etc. Well, I'll break it down a little bit further. The kids, even maybe in Reading, don't need the same curriculum as the kids in Fall River. They may want to be a little bit more heavier in something else, or agriculture, sure. or another area than maybe the kids in the city. So we don't even we can break it down even further. Local communities yeah. should be able to control exactly what they want their kids to learn. So this whole push came about uh, several years ago with the Common Core curriculum, a national curriculum. Every kid needs to be taught the exact same thing. <laughs> (laughs) Mind you, there's not a lot of reading, writing, and mathematics in the Common Core curriculum. Mm -hmm. Um, Our kids aren't coming out ready to do much of anything. They're not. They're not ready. Most of them aren't ready, or a good portion of them are not ready to attend college. They're certainly not ready to uh, just jump right into a trade or a skilled trade that they may be able to do. Well, the art of shops, you know. Right. We don't have those types of things. So uh, a few a few uh, states opted out of the Common Core curriculum. A couple of them or a few of them also got into it, did it for a year or two, and then opted out after they realized what it was. Well, California is not opting out anytime soon, let's put it that way. So what we need to do, my, um, what I believe we need to do is just toss that to the side. I'm not into book burning or you know doing, doing that kind of stuff, but we need to put them on the shelf. Sure. You don't want your kids learning what's in those books. Sure. Uh, revisionist history is the one thing, what he kind of brought mm-hmm. up that Um just tell us the history. Just tell us what happened. Yeah, we can, we can make handle him. it. And tell us how we <laughs> learn our lessons. Right. We can make our own inference. You know, has the United States done horrible things? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. it's just humankind. It's just yeah. throughout history. What country hasn't? Name
0: one country that hasn't you, right. committed atrocities. I'm not justifying. I'm not saying
3: it. it's right. But we accept it. We own it. And we learn from it and move on. Right,
0: right. Why can't we do that?
3: Right. But but how, on the other hand, how many countries have done what we've done? Liberty. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, uh, Amen. Pursuit of truth. Yeah. Right? All the freedoms that we have are all the freedoms that we hold dear. If we don't hold on to those freedoms and we don't fight for those freedoms, and I don't need to tell you guys this, we'll lose them. Yeah. You won't 100%. have them unless you hey, fight You don't get them, them. them back. You don't yeah. get them back. No, no, no. You're, yeah, you're, you're not getting them back. So I, I, that's really what it's all about is really doing what's best for kids. Um, What we can do, we can educate our kids. There's a list of standards um, that the state of California has for your kids. Let's say by second grade, they are, you know, let's just pick eighth grade because that's uh, U.S. history. So they may need to know um, an important topic about U.S. history. How you teach that should be up to the individual teacher. Sure. Right? How you as a history teacher or you as a science teacher want to teach your classroom, you should be able to do it the way that you see fit and the way that the, the 30 plus students that you have in your classroom learn the best so there's no blanket curriculum that you could just go slap it down here these 30 kids will get it these 30 kids will get it Mm -hmm. one of the things that disturbs me the most is that over the my 30-year course of of being an educator most of that in 20 years of that or so as an administrator um, is that the control has been taken away from your teachers Mm -hmm. so there's a point when you don't even need an educated teacher in the classroom sure you can just do it on the computer you want to indoctrinate kids just put it on (laughs) put it on the computer let them watch that so they've taken a lot of control away. When I was a teacher, we created everything. Mm. You know, the books that we had when I first became a teacher were probably twenty years old, so they were all out of date, anyways. Sure. So we couldn't use those in the first place. And that was—I'm dating myself—that was pre-internet. So mm. um, we didn't even have an internet. You know, and you know when the internet yeah. started in the mid '90s, really for us, that there wasn't a lot of stuff on it that, that I could just take. It was cool you could chat with somebody, yeah. you
0: know, a couple doors down. No, no, no. You know.
3: it wasn't easy to—it wasn't easy to get content <laughs> off of it, yeah, yeah. copy yeah. and paste yeah. things. So now you, you could use the internet. You could use, uh, you know, every school's got, you know, should have tens of thousands of books in it is in their library that we could use to facilitate that. And, we, we don't need the
1: the books, the, the things sure. that. Well, and it's on. the kids are really behind right now. You nope. know, my my daughter was uh, the last class of kids that never had Common Core. She went all the way through, and now she's back teaching at the school she grew up going through. And she said, Man, it's a wreck. She goes, The kids are behind. Raising young
0: kids, you know, when they come to me, go, Dad, can you help me with my math homework? Sure. Okay, here's the problem. Well, here's the answer. No, it doesn't work. Why not? (laughs) You know, that's the right answer. Well, because I have to tell a story about how we got there, and it's just a process. I'm like, Look, this is what happens when we become uh, non results based, Mm -hmm. you know, where life is about results. You know, you want to get there ethically, you want to get there with integrity, but as long as you come to the right answer, that's what should matter.
4: Well, so everybody gets a trophy and then and then you look you look I, at, I care more about the you process. You look at say here's yeah. here's the no. standards of what it care what it well. takes to, to be at this level and then if if the kids don't make it to this level then we just drop that level. Oh, sure. we're just going to make it, these are the
1: standards now. Sure. I just I'm so, reading a book about that. A guy says we have become a society that uh, strives to meet the minimum standard. That's that's kind of where we are. We're well, we the lowest used common denominator. To, used yeah. to really really try and and, mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the you,
0: You've talked about this, Lonnie, how, you know, it goes both ways, right? You either rise to the smartest person in the room or you drop to the dumbest person in the room, mm-hmm. right? And th- th- this is something that happens in every society, you know? And unfortunately, we've gone, instead of rising up to the smartest people in, the, in society, we've done everybody down to make everybody feel better. So we're playing to the lowest common denominator, you know, in society, which is a problem because now we're stuck there. And our kids, you're right. They're striving to, to where you know there, there's a saying right. Seeds get degrees. Well, yeah, that, that's a fact. You know, and I'm a product of that. You know, from, from college. But you know, uh, we should all strive to be better and give our kids that that part of engage that part of their brain, that part of their soul. that says, you know what? I can be limitless, limitless. I, I can do exactly what I want to do in this country, and nobody's going to stop me. Instead, you know, we're saying,
3: no, oh, this is it. You know,
1: this is this is the bar, just good
3: enough. Well, you're right. You, we've got we've got. Uh, I've had teachers here in town. And administrators tell me too. They they've had trainings where they're they're I don't say force, but try to talk the teachers into giving like nothing less than a B or a B minus, so that nobody even now we don't even want people to think that they're even average, right? Because you think that a C was average, and that's just not right, right? It's just it's it's, we're not doing anyone any favors. Life doesn't work that way, right? We're not we're not you know I think well how are we going to fight you know if we actually have to fight a war someday on our soil, how are we going to do it? Right? What, how are we going to? We're not creating uh, men and women that are tough, that are resilient, that that w- would be willing to fight um, and do those kinds of things. So, it, it, w- one of the things that really frustrated me—I'm I'm, going to just be honest with all of you—is that no one stood up for the kids during this whole time. Sure. No one. Yeah. Right. I can—I well, I can name one man, Tim Garman, yeah. right from uh, Happy yeah. Valley Elementary sure. uh, School District, that actually stood up and said, well, "We're not doing it. Yeah. Right? We're not doing it." And that was the only one. I can't name one superintendent. I'm not bad-mouthing anybody. I don't even know most of them. Yeah. Um, not one superintendent. I don't know one principal. I know a lot of teachers, but they don't feel like they've got a voice to be able to say something. Mm-hmm. And um, they're don't, they don't, not willing to take that chance. But you know, w- when you have leaders in these positions, mind you, that are making really, really good money, yeah. right? Looked up to in the community. You've got
1: leaders that won't stand up for your kids. Mm-hmm. They're not going to stand up for anybody. Well, in Happy Valley, school board proved that the local school board has has a lot of power. Absolutely, you know yeah. they they just did it, and everybody was like, "Wow, yeah. you know I, that's amazing." I, but what <laughs> what would you do to to empower the other the other school boards that you know because some are going to vote to go along. There's some liberal school sure, districts sure. here, yeah, and right. and uh, so then, but parents can also make the choice to get their kids out of those kind of schools. But how would you provide some cover for? I desert. think
3: the, the the first thing that I would do one of the very first things that I do was train your train your school board members. Mm. I've talked to dozens and dozens of school board members over the last uh, few months and I'm going to say 95% of them have had no training. None. And they're not educators. No, they're not educators. I mean they may have been yeah. there's one or two you know they may have been a teacher they may have been so they may have a, may have a little experience. The vast majority of them that I've ever worked for 98% of them have not been yeah. in the education yeah. field. So absolutely no training. So what they end up doing is they end up deferring to the superintendent, yeah. And they and the superintendent ends up deferring to the county superintendent, sure. and the county yeah. superintendent ends up deferring to the state superintendent, yeah. who defers to the governor. So you can see a pattern here. It's well, just passed pass the right? It's, it's just easy, passed. Yeah. On. So one of the things that we need to do is make sure that our school board members are trained that they know what their job is. Mm-hmm. Now the job's very easy. They have two things. They make policy, right? They've got their policies. It's probably most school districts are probably sure. a couple feet thick of their sure. policies, policies and procedures, and they hire and fire superintendents. Mm-hmm. Those are their two jobs, those are their only jobs, mind you. So, what's happened is I've been to dozens and dozens of school board meetings over the last few months, and I'll, you'll have parents literally crying. My son doesn't want to come to school, my daughter doesn't want to come to school. They're being bullied by teachers. Mm-hmm. The administrator, the principals bullying them because they don't have their mask all the way up over their nose. They're literally psychologically damaging these children by design. Oh, it's I guarantee it, it it's it's it, it really it frustrates me, right? It really frustrates mm-hmm. me. And then what'll happen is you know, you'll get a couple parents or a number of parents that'll say that in the meeting. Um and they'll completely ignore them. They'll just, like, they've already got their mind made up, this is what we're doing. Now, remember that some of these school districts took millions and millions of dollars to do this, mm. right? So um, Shasta Union High School District took, uh, it's it's called ESSER money. Um, so there was a, a few different rounds of ESSER money. Co- I would just call it COVID relief money that would mm-hmm. make it, you know, mm-hmm. it's exactly what it is. $12 million. Wow. So not, not so 1.2 million, not 2 in million. In Shasta
4: County, you're saying? Shasta
3: no. no. Union High School District. Oh, Okay. Just, just the few schools that they yeah. have. You're only talking about <clears throat> 5,000 kids or however many yeah. it is. So, but every other school proportionately uh, got money proportionate to mm. the number of students that they had in their school district. So they took $12 million. When they took this money, One, of, they had to make a big plan about how we're going to keep everybody safe. What are we going to do? Well, in that plan, they had to agree to continue to mask kids. Mm-hmm. They had to continue to uh, test um, people that weren't vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, continue to uh, push for a, a vaccine for all of our kids to get that vaccine if they want to go to school next year because that that's coming next and it's coming very soon
1: so, what do you think so, about that what do you think about if pan gets that passed to add covid to the school shots and you say build this coalition of of school districts and they all hold the line what do you what do you think the state really would do would, would they cut funding
3: i you know I have no idea exactly what they would do but if, if they wanted to cut our funding, I, I would say, well, I'd, first thing I'd do, i say, well, where'd you get the money that you're going to send to us? I think we all know the answer to that. It came out of your pocket, your pocket, your pocket, and your pocket, right? The state doesn't build a product, right? They don't make widgets. They don't sell anything. They get their money from taxing us. I would say, well, let's not send them the money in the first place. Why am I sending you a dollar and you sending me back a dime,
1: mm-hmm.
3: right? And I, so I'm, I'm supposed to be thankful for that? Yeah. So try, come and try to take it, right? Come and try to take it. Try to Try to take a whole county down especially this county, because w- what happened is, is what we need to do is people need to, you know, no, not everyone can stand up first, right? Some people can stand up first, right? You guys were some of the first people that, like, stood up and said, well, wait a minute. Something's not right here. Mm-hmm. Well, some people can stand up second. Some people are third. Some people are 250th, mm-hmm. right? Some people are 10,000. But eventually somebody's, you know, eventually everybody will, will hopefully wake up enough people. So I say take it. Keep your money. Right? Do whatever you want with it. Just yeah. leave me out of it. Leave sure. me alone. Sure, the the huh? more people that stand
4: up, the easier it is for other people to stand oh, up. Sure. Nobody wants to be the first and, you know, the first guy. Yeah, well, the first yeah, guy always gets right. his head shot off, right? I mean that's what yeah. happens.
0: <laughs> right. Well
3: yeah. I was just gonna say I think we're sitting next to one of them.
0: So. But you know, eventually people become empowered. Eventually, like you're saying, somebody says, Hey, I have to do something. And this is why wins are important. This is why victories are important. This is why it's important for people to understand that we are winning. Nobody wants to jump on a losing team, you know. Nobody wants to jump on, jump on a burning wagon. But we are winning. We're making progress here. We yeah. saw it in the recall, you know. We're starting to see a momentum shift. We're starting to see more people get involved. People like yourself were say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm going to throw some skin in the game here and run for office," you know. And when people make that shift mentally, you know, we start to feel it in, in a way that actually. Makes change in the county, and I'm excited about this right now. You know, and trust me, we've all been through this emotional roller coaster over the last two years, <laughs> wondering what the hell we're doing and if we're making any progress at all. But seeing what we're seeing now, man, people are just really getting behind what we're doing. You know, so this is why it's really important to get our message out, and for people to hear what we're actually trying to do, not what the media says we're trying to do, not not what the other side says we're trying to do, but what we're actually trying to do. Because according to them, we're trying to destroy our kids, try sure. destroy our community, tear this community apart. We're divisive. You we're extremists.
1: You, know? you can feel the energy, like we were at Brian's uh, fundraiser dinner the other night, and you can, you can feel the energy in, that, in the room when you go to one of these fundraisers. I mean, people are, like, you know, there to win it. I mean, they're
3: they Well, there, 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 there are people that are concerned about their community and what's happening in their community. Sure. That's who those people are, right? Yeah. When I, when I go in there, those, those, that's my family. Yep. Right, Those are people that are going to be here to stand up for our kids. And and like I said earlier, right? if you can't stand up for our kids, well, then I don't need you to be in a leadership position in my community. Yeah, you yeah, need exactly. to find another position yeah. because you're obviously not leadership quality. If you're not going to stand up for the kids, then, then we need so, to find another spot and, and, for and,
0: you. And, and this didn't happen overnight. You know, This no, isn't no, no. something that just happened uh, in the last okay. two years. You know, This has been a real decline in the system over – a lot of years, you know, I I, I got my teaching credential in 2002, 20, 20 years ago, okay, and finished my student teaching. I said, this is great, but I do not want a part of this, <laughs> you know, and I ended up going into the Marine Corps, you know, and-, and to me, at that point, I sort of saw the writing on the wall. I saw what was happening in the schools. I saw the, the friction between superintendents and principals, and principals and teachers. And I said, you know what? I was young. Know, I was twenty two at the time. I said, you know what? This this just isn't you know for me. And I never went back to education. But you know, but I appreciate the people that did, and the people that've been fighting this fight. But there's been a decline for a while now. You okay. know, and I would say long before even even that.
3: So. Right. Well, and you hit the nail on the head because in two thousand one. Uh it was actually George Bush's uh, initiative, uh, No Child Left Behind. Oh, I hate that. So that that's yeah. kind of started it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's sure. that's about the time I became a, a principal. And so out of the classroom into the into the administrative level, and said, "Okay, well, wait a minute. Wait, this doesn't make sense. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this?" And so it just got worse. And then when Common Core hit, you know, several years later, then it was over. And it's yeah. a slow process. Yeah. It didn't happen overnight. But uh, I think what what we really need to do is, one thing that I wanna encourage, Woody had a question earlier, um, and I'd like to address that, is what can we do about the school boards, right? What can we do about changing things? Well, the answer is very simple. You can run for school board. Mm -hmm. You can run for school board, right? You can make those decisions. If we've got a school district, uh, most school districts in California have five school board members. Mm -hmm. Some have three, some have seven, most have five. Mm -hmm. So if you really think about it, it's most basic element, Three people, because you only need three out of the five to make a policy, not make a policy, right, procedure, Mm -hmm. three people in the whole community of that school district get to make the choices for what happens in that school Mm -hmm. district. Only three. So my question to everyone would be, why wouldn't you want to be one of those three, Mm -hmm. right? It's a pretty big voice if you're one third of the vote. So. Really, I, what I've been trying to encourage people to do is really think about it, first of all. Mm-hmm. Is it something that you might want to do? Is it something that you might be interested in? It, it, let's say if you don't feel interested in it and you don't think it's something that you, you might be able to do, uh, could you talk to somebody else that might be interested in it, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times these positions come up and they are left unfilled. like sure. Nobody even runs for them. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is then the old appointment comes in. So they'll appoint someone. Uh, for an elected position. And I don't know about you guys, but I tend to like my elected officials elected. Sure. But right? I, I would rather they not be appointed. I would rather they be elected. So, so is uh, it the existing board that appoints? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. They, they would be the one that would do it and it would be a public for, they would do it in public, right? They would even sure. hold the interviews in public. Mm-hmm. Um, but oftentimes people don't even want to do that. So a lot of times these these boards are filled with and, and some of the some of the boards that I've worked for, I've worked for some absolutely wonderful, wonderful school boards. And I've worked for some really, really horrible ones yeah. too. Some of them not too long ago. Because the same thing, the first the first guy to stand up and say mm-hmm. something is the guy that gets gets sure. takes all the heat, sure. and I'm I'm willing to take that heat. So so for the, the,
4: the people that uh, are listening that are interested in um, you know maybe running, what is the requirements that that somebody has to have to, to actually uh, you know run for that position? Good
3: good question, good question. It's simple. You got to be 18 years old. You need to be a registered voter, and you need to live in the district that you want to run in. Right. It doesn't matter where you live in this county; you're going to live in a school district, sure. right? It doesn't, you know. It yeah. just maybe not be the one you think it is, but mm-hmm. it, you'll live in one. Uh, so, what will happen is uh, right now is the time to start thinking about that, right? Uh, once we get to, and I don't, please don't hold me to these dates, but somewhere around mid July to the beginning or middle of August mm-hmm. is when you would actually go down to the county clerk, you know, say, "Hey, I, I want to run for this particular position." You'd fill out a little bit of paperwork, and then they'd, they'd get you on the ballot. So there's a there's a window of three or four weeks in June, or excuse me, July, mm-hmm. early August that, that you would actually do that. So right now is the time to be thinking about it and talking about it. But um, it's a few hours a week. It's not it's not a job, right? It's not a forty hour. So, so a week talk job, mostly it's a month, monthly well. meeting, right? Yeah, you most of them meet monthly. Some of them meet. You know, a little more, maybe twice a month, but most of them, I mean, ninety percent of school districts meet once a month.
1: So the the time commitment's not. I remember a couple hours a week. Franklin Graham talking about how important it was for like Christian men to be getting involved in mm-hmm. in things, and he said, you know, that there's. I hear this excuse, well, I just don't have time. And he said, I he said, I think you do. Mm-hmm. I think you do have time. Yeah. You might just need to reevaluate your priorities in your life, you know, because because it's not like it's a second job or anything. no, no, no,
3: no. Um, in fact, often a lot of, um, a lot of small business owners like to be, uh, on school boards or or on school boards because what happens is, and I don't even have a problem with it because you're, you're, you're working for it. They'll get insurance. They'll get the same insurance, uh, medical package that like we would, or that the teachers would. So just kind of a a thank you. Mm. Um, that's a big deal right now. Oh, a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of them, I don't want to say they do it just for that, but it's a nice little perk. So, I mean, you're not getting paid, but. You you can get medical insurance and jump on it because as educators we all pull together mm. and so we can get it we can get better benefits quite a bit cheaper than you could in the mm. you know,
2: out in the real world. So I got a question for you, Brian. Um, vision for Shasta County. in your role. Like, what can you actually do? What's in your authority? What's your vision for making the changes? Because we can all talk about and cite issues. That's pretty. You know, mm-hmm. that's obvious yeah, sure. right now. That's you know fish in a barrel. But as you move forward, like what are those action steps look for, look like for you? And what is your overall vision and the things that need to shift? Let's say, let's give it a 12 month time period. If you were elected.
3: Sure. Sure. I, I think one of the things that we do is, is, really, we need to implement all the, some of the things that I've talked about. What I really want to do is empower. I mean, right away, empower the school boards to say, you're in charge. You're, you're, you're really the ones that are in control. I can't go to a school board And say, well, you need to do this, this, and this, right? That's not the role of the county superintendent. The role of the county superintendent is to provide information, to guide, to to help when needed. So one of the first things that I would want to do is empower them. And and if you want to have kids in masks when they're not sick, if you want to have people testing that are not sick, if you want to fire people that, that won't adhere to those principles, well, then you need to say it, you need to write it down, and you need to own it. And then people can decide, well, do I want my kids to come here or do I want my kids to go to a charter school? Do I want my kids to go to another school? Mm-hmm. But you need to own it. So one of the things that we've had is, is we've had a, a leaders that don't want to lead. So yeah. it, it, you were in the Marine Corps. I was in the Army. It's not going to work, yeah. right? You, you, your leaders have to be lead. It, one of the thing about being a leader is, is you have to be a little bit tough. You have to be able to, to say what you mean and mean what you say, and you have to do things that are unpopular, Right? It's not always going to be fun to, to say the things or do the things that you need to do. So one of the things that I want to do, especially with our school boards, our, our administrators, our superintendents, principals, et cetera, is, is instilling them leadership values. Um, I have a doctorate degree in organizational leadership and educational leadership. I learned nothing but leadership for those three years solid that I that I worked on that degree. Those are principles that they need to be using. Those are principles that they need to adhere to, and I'm not sure that they. A lot of them have even had any courses in leadership. Just a basic leadership 101. Or, what does it mean or to the lead? opportunity to lead. Right, right. The or, or exactly right. The opportunity to be able to say, Hey, this is what I think we needed to do. Right. Because what happens is everyone, all the middle management defers to upper management, and yeah. then upper management defers to. Yeah. county then county defers to the state well then what do we need all those people in the middle for, right? sure. like, why yeah, why not we one person <laughs> right why not just spend all that money let's send kids on field trips let's send kids on trips right let's let's do do things for those kids without money but and that's what kind of frustrates me because what'll happen at like say, let's say the county office of education level they'll get a grant let's just say it's a million dollars it's a grant to teach reading right we'll just make it easy million dollars well, what'll happen is the first thing they need to do is, oh, we need to hire somebody to administer that grant. Well, there's $150,000. They 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 need a few assistants to help them administer that grant. There's three more $100,000, right? So by the time the money filters down to these kids, out of that out of that million dollars, the kids might see $100,000 of it or $50,000 of it. It's all eaten up. People don't realize that 90% of the money that's spent, oftentimes 90. Let's I'll say between 80 and 90 this is typical of every district that i've worked at mm. between 80 and 90% of the money that we get your tax money that is spent on education goes to benefits and salary 80 to 90% so that doesn't leave right and you still have to run the buses you still have to have the lights on you still right you still have to serve food to the kids so what is really getting down to your children right what 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 are they getting of, to, to me the the ultimate goal the objective here
0: is to create the most competitive child that you can. That, sure. that you can create the most competitive citizen that you can create. So by the time they're graduating high school, they're ready to hit the world. You know, whether they decide to go to college or not, they can you know handle what's coming. And I don't think we're yeah. doing that successfully. You know, to me that that's the metric that matters most. You know, and they talk about for so long we've measured success in schools by where kids go to college, right? The, the the further education. I oh we have this many kids went to Harvard, as many kids went to Davis. Whatever I said, no. Look, let's not measure that way. Let's measure how many kids five years from now are employed. You know, raise families, yeah. make money. Absolutely. Best,
1: best school teacher I know says he he's trying to create problem solvers. That's yeah. what he says. He critical thinkers. To, yep, yeah. they hit the ground. They they're running. And, and This is always my problem with the
0: standardized testing. I was like, I, I'm a shitty test taker, you know. But I can probably critically think real well about
3: right. things. You, you know, solve and, problems yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, so, well, I so think the part part of the problem too is, and I would say this, the, you just brought it up too, state testing. We don't even need yeah. to be doing it. Yeah. There's no need for yeah. your kid to take a state test. It, it, it's ridiculous. And, 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 and you can opt out of it. What yeah. they don't tell you, they say, oh, no, you can't opt out of it. You can't opt out. Yes, you can opt out of it. Yeah. I'm just yeah. not doing it. Sure. right. Legally, you're supposed to write a little letter and say, well, my son's not taking it, or My daughter's not taking it. I mean, what are yeah. the... You know, so people ask me about that state testing all the time. We don't need to be doing it. I would encourage every school district in this county to just say no. Yeah. That we don't sure, need to do it. Sure. Why? Why? It doesn't test for intellect. It doesn't test for aptitude. It doesn't test for leadership. It doesn't yeah. test for problem solving. Right. Sure. And what it does is make kids that, that can't take tests well cry, upsets them, frustrates oh, them. Oh, my daughter
0: comes home with anxiety because <laughs> she's she's not a good test <laughs> taker. No, need you know. to take it. she thinks real critically about things and and and, and thinks really deeply. Great problem solver great leader, mm-hmm. but you put a time constraint on her. <laughs> you know, she's taking a math test. And <laughs> it's like, it all goes to
2: Well, I like what you said, though, about the vision, because it is from your seat. It doesn't sound like, you know, Shasta County superintendent of schools can then just all of a sudden make a bunch of policy that's going to sweep and change everything. You're going to have to empower existing leaders to make the right moves and change the culture within, which is good, because, you know, it, people need to hear that because especially you're dealing with a whole giant employee base oh, too, sure, sure, and sure. they've got to have some buy-in. You have to have some rapport and some and some relationship there in order to get that culture to move, to get some positive change. So that's good to hear because nobody wants another dictator in another seat, even though you're passionate about, right, right, passionate right. about it. You know, it's like, Hey, here's the tools. Let's get moving the right direction for the kids. And then clarifying those things of rather than being, yes, men and women and kids to everything that comes down from, you know, state level mm-hmm. start empowering people. So right, that's right. a, that's a fascinating one. I hope that, I hope we get, if we get just that momentum going, it would be a drastic change th- sure. across the board, you know, but it could be <laughs> tough because you, you may have the state major kind try, come try and squeeze, you know, but yeah, get sweet. the right people to hold come the line. Squeeze me.
3: Yeah. You haven't read the newspapers. You haven't, you don't yeah. think I've been through that kind of stuff before. The, um, I would have the power actually to, the, the county superintendent of schools has has certain schools that they oversee. And these are the probably a lot of the really, really mm-hmm. important kids that we really need to be, not important, but a really necessary group that we need to be hitting. They deal with the court and community schools. So your juvenile, mm-hmm. your kids that are in juvenile hall mm-hmm. and your kids that are locked up. They, we serve those kids. Mm-hmm. We serve Native American kids. We serve special education kids. These are schools that we actually have, preschools. Right. Think about what we could do with those preschool kids before they even get to kindergarten. What skills could we empower them with and that they would just be ready to hit kindergarten just running? Right, That's what the county office does. Yeah. So I would have complete control over the, those schools right. and, and, and be able to do things that we wanted to do or needed to do. Um, the county office of education, all those schools that they oversee, last year their graduation rate for seniors went down 20% and it's all attributed to COVID, you know, and they're wondering, well, why did it go down 20%? You know, why, why is attendance so low? Well, you're kicking kids out of school that aren't sick, right? <laughs> yeah. You're kicking kids. It doesn't, well, then you wonder, well, what can we do to get attendance up? At? Well, don't kick kids out of school that aren't sick and you probably get better attendance. Sure. Yeah. So I uh, met a gentleman a few months ago, his son missed so much school because they kept sending him home because he'd Con, been in contact with somebody that may have had COVID. No, he, he, he's probably yeah. not going to get a, school, a football scholarship because his, his grades are low, and he's so it, it just it, that just frustrates me to no end. And if that doesn't frustrate you, then I question you. Right. I question your humanity. I question sure. you, you, how much do you really care about this kid, because we're I've been dealing with viruses for fifty three years. Mm, they haven't got yeah. me yet. Sure, right? Sure. So let's. I mean, they're they're everywhere. Yeah. So. It just really frustrates me how um, the educators um, have been forced to, and I'm saying forced to, because a lot of your teachers don't agree with what's sure. going on. They just don't feel like they have a voice or you know, they feel like they're going to uh, be bullied into submission. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told the school board a, a couple of weeks ago, I told the Enterprise Elementary School Board, I've been going to school board meetings for the last few months, and some of them don't like what I have to say. I mean, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. They don't like, you know, I know how that sausage is made. Mm-hmm. They, they don't like it mm-hmm. so if you're like enterprise elementary reading school of the arts shasta high school that you've been abusing these kids for the last two years mm-hmm. when i go talk to you it's probably not going to be real nice you're not going to probably like yeah. what i have yeah. to say other schools that have been um doing you know they've just kind of said well we're just going to go into the radar we're not going to force kids to do mm-hmm. it we're, we're, we're going to just kind of play it cool well and those people i i generally go to them and tell them look If you're worried about getting sued or you're worried about the big bad Gavin Newsom coming in and doing something to you, if I'm your county superintendent of schools, I'll back you up, right? I'll provide the attorney. I'll provide a team of attorneys for you. We'll fight for you. They'll have to come through me. They're not going to get to you Mm -hmm. because they're not going to get through me. Mm -hmm. So um, I just want to make sure that everyone knows, you know, Mm -hmm. each one of your schools is different. Some of these schools have been really, really doing negative things for kids for the last few years. and, And somebody needs to call them out for it. And uh, I'm the big bad wolf that, that gets to do it. So I'll do it for the kids, and I'll continue to do it for the kids.
4: I think it's child abuse, and I mean, I think there should be laws on a local level that basically say, hey, you know what? You force these unconstitutional and abusive measures that you're going to be arrested. I mean, I don't know if that can actually be done, but that's, in my head, I mm. think it's child abuse, and people should be arrested for this Well, you stuff. should
1: be that mad. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you should that be angry, yeah.
3: yeah. Well, I told... I told uh, Enterprise Elementary, which is a good-sized school district here in town, you know, I spent 30 years teaching kids about bullying, right? Not to bully each other, now how to how to deal with a bully when a bully bullies you. Well, what I never realized was that the bully would be the adult, no. right? The adult would bully the kid, mm-hmm. and I told him that it's not okay what you're doing. What you're doing is bullying these kids mm-hmm. and administrators, teachers, etc. That uh, it's, it's all about. Uh, I'm guessing uh, that didn't go over well. No, they weren't real happy about it, but they had to sit there, and I got my whole three minutes to say it. So, um, I, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. So did I. So did I. Not most popular. Well, you should have been there when I was at the Reading School of the Arts, then, yeah. because that was even worse. Because, you know, when you when you you're not going to do that. You know, sure. I'm not going to let you do that. You're sure. going to be held accountable. If I'm the county superintendent, it better <laughs> yeah. stop. Because well, I'll call you out by to be name about the kids. Oh, I'll call you out by name. Well, I'll take care of you. Yeah, right. You're not going to do that. God forbid. My kids are adults. My kids are all in their twenties. You did that to my kid. Yeah. You, Katie bar the sure. door I almost sure, wish right. I was a kid right now Because I
4: would be Raising hell oh, I'd be organizing Everybody I would just
0: <laughs> I, mean,
4: I would just feel, I would get Everybody together And Braveheart. say you know what uh, yeah. We're all going to school We ain't gonna wear masks Hey we better wrap Things up though guys yeah. We got, yeah. right, guys, we we were got at the Brian thank you Thank been, you pleasure. Was fun, pleasure.
0: man. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, hopefully We can pressure. do this again Before What, what do you have till the election 71 days yeah, and so I
3: think it is about that Yeah It is about that I'd love to come out again Sometime
0: between now and then You know I'd like to see How the campaigns progressing. I'd like to hear What you're hearing now out there from other people, you know, and uh yeah. Sure, sure. We'll, we'll sure. get at it. So, so, thank you.
4: So make sure uh to go to Apple podcast, Spotify, Rumble, YouTube, Facebook, and most importantly, go to mountaintopmedia.com because everything we do is on there. Uh check out Sovereign Minds and, and share it with your friends. Jefferson State of Mind, share it. Um let's get the word out. We got we got a battle hit, We got a war that is going on right now we, we the information war needs to be spread as far as we can yeah, <laughs> to absolutely. get this information.
3: Freedom yep. Motivates. Thanks, some guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen.